what is up? Thank you, as always, for tuning in. This week, I want to talk a little bit about a trip that I just recently got back from. Uh, I dove into this a little bit in the newsletter, but I had the distinct pleasure truthfully, of going to South Africa for the first time. And the reason that I had that opportunity is because some friends of ours are originally from Cape Town and they were getting married and we got invited. My wife and I decided to kind of make it part two, if you will, of our honeymoon. We did one short trip to Portugal and we decided to kind of use this as our opportunity to, to really enjoy our time together and kind of celebrate our honeymoon. And it really ended up being one of the most incredible trips I've ever taken in my life, one of the most incredible places I've ever been. If you ever get the opportunity to go, I highly recommend it. And the part of it that really was most memorable was we went on safari for four, I guess basically four full days of, of trips and four nights uh, on the Timbavati Game Reserve. We stayed at a place called Simbavati, River Lodge. And so uh, Simbavati has a few different, you know, lodges on various game reserves. And the one that we were at, they had the River Lodge and then they had what was called the Hilltop Lodge. And it really was just one of the most absurd and amazing and unforgettable experiences that I've ever had. It was unique in so many ways that I wasn't expecting. So first of all, I live in the city. I grew up in a suburb of the city and I haven't really spent a tremendous amount of time in nature. Um, you know, I, I, I actually do enjoy camping and doing those things, especially if I'm, you know, preparing for it or if I, you know, am kind of aware of it. I don't, you know, I don't like surprise camping trips, but you know, if I'm, if I'm in, I'm in, and I've been on some really cool camping trips, camping retreats, done some amazing stuff. And, and I have some great memories there, but you know, that's kind of the extent of it, right? Like I grew up in New Hampshire and there is nature around us, but, but a lot of the nature that, that we see is coastal. It's, you know, coastal towns, it's the ocean. It's, it's that type of situation. Being in Africa and seeing you know, literally National Geographic Live was one of the craziest experiences of my life. And just driving in, you know, we were, we were, we flew into a town called Hoodspreet, which we actually learned about from a, a tour guide or a driver that we had after the safari. Uh, and Hoodspreet means basically Hat Creek. And the story was there was a farmer who basically like dropped his hat in the creek and it originally was called Hood Unspreet, which is hat in the creek, which is an Afrikaans uh, phrase. And then it became shortened to Hoodspreet. But we flew into Hoodspreet and it was probably about a 90 minute drive from the airport to the game reserve. Just on the way to the reserve, we saw like two elephants, a giraffe, a couple other things. And you don't realize, or maybe you do, but I didn't realize how massive these creatures are and, and honestly, just how majestic and beautiful they are. Like watching a giraffe eat from a tree was strikingly beautiful. And these are the type of things that I just have never seen where I grew up and, 
you know, like I said, when it comes to nature, we're talking like a hike through the woods or like a coastal town. So I wasn't prepared for, I guess, how powerful that was going to feel or or how impactful it was going to feel to just witness nature on that scale. And, you know, then we go out on our first safari drive. Um, so, so basically the way it works to take a step back is when you stay at one of these game reserves, it's kind of a, it's a pretty well-oiled machine because they time the drives around when there's going to be the most animal activity. So there are essentially two safari drives per day. One of them happens super early in the morning so that you can catch animals kind of waking up or, you know, catch the sunrise and see the early activity that happens in the day. So the first, our first game drive every morning was at 5.30 a.m. And so we would get up at 5, you know, you go grab some coffee, some like snacks, whatever, and then you go out. The nighttime safari was around 4 p.m. local time. So around 3.30, same thing, tea and coffee, snacks, whatever. And then you go out with your tracker and your guide. And we went out. So by the time we arrived... Uh, to the, the, you know, the, the, uh, resort, uh, essentially we had time to drop our bags off, you know, kind of check in, you know, get situated. And then it was basically time for the first, uh, our first afternoon or evening, early evening safari. So, you know, we get into this like open air land Rover and we were fortunate to have a tracker and a guide who have both been working you know, basically on this particular game reserve for like the better part of a decade. And they had kind of grown up in the area. So they both had a tremendous amount of knowledge as far as kind of just general information about like different types of birds and animals and all the things. But also the tracker was very, very good at finding, you know, obviously tracking different herds of animals and different types of animals or whatever. So from the moment we went out, we saw, you know, lions and giraffes and all the things and it was like it was just kind of this non-stop onslaught of incredible moments just watching you know we watched a uh, a small well the first lines we saw were were three males that were kind of traveling together and essentially what happens is you know the when they leave their their pride the males will tend to stay together because they have a better chance at survival. And, you know, nature is pretty brutal as far as, uh, especially like male animals kind of just basically fending for themselves, getting kind of abandoned by the, you know, the rest of their family or whatever. And so we saw, initially we saw kind of this, this small group of three males who were hunting together and kind of surviving together. And then on one of the other days, we saw a group of clearly hungry lions trying to dig a warthog out of a termite mound so i guess this warthog had gone in there to hide and they were trying to dig him out because they were starving and they were you know trying to get food or whatever and so you know we saw all that stuff and then we saw a giant herd of elephants like traveling together as a pack you know with with babies with you know adults massive there was like a massive matriarch for the whole herd and this this just like tremendously beautiful elephant and we saw a ton of giraffes we saw uh, rhinos like mud bathing and then like scraping the mud off on a nearby tree so i'm giving you all this as backstory because when we were there on the game reserve 
not every place is like this, but at the place that we stayed, we were assigned a butler, uh, essentially this guy named Ralph, who was, he was kind of in charge of serving us our meals when we sat down to eat. He checked on us when we were at the lodge to see if we needed anything. He, you know, he was just kind of there to make sure that we had a good experience and that we, you know, uh, had enough food and drink to go around. And this guy just ended up being one of the most interesting and kindest people who I've ever met. And it was completely unexpected. And uh, we came to find out that his nickname at the game reserve was Pastor Ralph. Because every time that we started talking to him, you know, at meals or whatever, he kind of gave this like general sermon about life. And it was amazing how much just wisdom and knowledge and what a beautiful perspective he had on almost everything. And, you know, he found out that we were there celebrating our honeymoon and he was just so, so kind. And, uh, you know, it culminated in the last night we were there, he set up a special dinner for us. So, you know, when basically when you get back from the evening uh, safari, it's, it's, it's essentially dinner time and they alternate at least at the place we stayed they alternate between you know like a private dinner where it's just you and whoever you came with so in this case you know it was just me and my wife and and you're seated at tables kind of like in a restaurant setting you know near other people or whatever um, but every other night it would be a group dinner where you would sit at a big table with everybody in your you know your car with your guide so the first night we were there there was this really cool german family we met and so we had this like barbecue with our guide Clement and this German family. And, you know, it was just, it was like a cool communal food experience. So the last night we were there, Ralph put together this like really beautiful romantic candlelit dinner in what was the barbecue pit area. But because it wasn't being used that night, it was just kind of this like private you know, uh, dinner setting near the water because this particular lodge was like right on one of the rivers. And it was just so thoughtful and kind. And, you know, he was just, he was the quintessential, you know, butler in every capacity. He was just, he was so attentive. He was, you know, he paid attention to detail. He did everything he could to just make our experience special and memorable. And, the most impactful thing for me that I gained from this trip was just in these moments talking to him at meals or between meals or whatever. And I distinctly remember, and this was kind of the story that I dove into in the newsletter, my wife and I had hit a workout uh, at the the gym, you know, uh, at the lodge. They had like a small gym with some stuff just to move around, you know, because we've been traveling for a while and like we had just got off a wedding weekend of like eating and drinking and all the things. And so we hit a workout and it was like, you know, the weather was nice, but it was hot and we weren't necessarily feeling too, too great. We just wanted to get some like, you know, fruit or fruit juice or whatever and kind of like hydrate and, and go back to the room. And it, we went to the restaurant at the time that they were serving lunch and we sat down and Ralph was talking to us and you know, asked us what we wanted. And, and basically we're like, Hey, yeah, you know, we don't really want lunch. We're not that hungry. We just want to get like some juice or some fruit or, you know, and kind of hydrate and refuel a little bit. And, uh, 
you know, kind of jokingly, of course, but he was basically offended that we didn't want to eat. And he kind of forced lunch on us, uh, basically saying that they make something really special every day and all this stuff. And we kind of played along with it or whatever. And, you know, the food ended up being delicious as it always was. But what came with it was this story about how in life, things pass us by because we're busy, because we're constantly in motion. You know, whether you're working or you're meeting a deadline or there's some type of stressful life event happening. And, you know, we, we don't realize that kind of time passes us by. And he was using food as, you know, an analogy or a greater metaphor for, for kind of all things in life and saying like, oh, you miss meals when you're back home because you're busy working or you're trying to get something done or whatever. And when you're on vacation it's important that you don't miss all the things that you do miss when you're home. And so he used food as this analogy for these moments in life that kind of pass us by where we're in our routines and, you know, we're going through the motions, we're, we're working, we're busy, we're filling our calendars, we're doing all these things. And it's easy to let small, important moments just kind of pass by us, you know, to not seize those opportunities to, to truly enjoy life, you know, to stop and smell the roses, so to speak. And in this instance, while we were there, what he was really teaching us and encouraging us to do was to just be present with every moment that was happening while we were on this game reserve, because eventually we would have to return to our lives. And, you know, despite our best efforts, we would probably let things slip and probably let those small moments pass us by. And this kind of became a recurring theme through the rest of the, you know, the weekend, through the rest of our, our time there. And we had some, some very long conversations with Ralph, but it all centered around this larger theme of small moments in life, of, you know, these little pieces, these little interactions, these little things that may not on their own initially seem super important or pressing or whatever, but it's, it's really life is those little moments, you know, are when you look back at life and you look back at memories, some of our best memories really are the small everyday moments, right? Like I want you to think back to uh, you know, a loved one that you've lost, like maybe a, a grandparent or whatever, somebody who, you know, has passed away. When you think of that person, and I know this is true for me, you know, when I think back to to my grandfather, you know, he and I were, were very close when I was growing up and I, I had a tremendous amount of respect for him and just his life philosophy. And, and I've talked about him in the past and he, you know, he really influenced who I am to such a high degree. But when I think back to my grandfather and, and moments with him, it's always the small moments. It's always the small things. It's not, you know, I don't have crazy stories about my grandfather that, that pop into my mind when I think of him. When I think of him, I think of kind of, you know, just sitting on the couch at home with him watching the Patriots play, or I think of just having small conversations with him in our basement, you know, while we were on the computer, because he taught me about computers when I was a kid. I think of all those small things. And so the point of all this is when we look back at our life, our greatest memories oftentimes aren't the big sweeping moments. 
it's the small things that are special because of who's involved or special because of what is involved. And so it's so easy to let those small moments pass by, but those become the foundation of our greatest memories. And so, you know, I don't want to say that it took going to a safari, uh, you know, a day of travel away to, to learn this, but we were constantly reminded while we were there about the importance of those small moments, the importance of just being fully present, of taking every opportunity. You know, for Ralph, it was, it was showing up to lunch every day. Even if we weren't that hungry, it was the experience of being there and the love of the food that he had helped prepare and the love of serving that food to us that he had and, and these conversations that he liked having with us. And so for us, you know, those small moments at lunch became some of the most memorable moments of the trip. And there was one moment in particular that just hit me right in the feels, you know, there, so we get there and we had originally actually encountered this woman and her father uh, on our flight. So they were on our flight to Hoodspreet and, and we'd heard that they were going to Simbavati to the same game, uh, the same lodge that we were staying at. And when they got there, we started to hear a little bit more about their story. And so this woman uh, was traveling with her father, who was in his mid-80s. I think he had just turned 84. And she had been planning or helping plan for him basically like a world tour, like a, a, you know, a trip around the world, seeing all of these, these cool places as a way to just experience these things at the tail end of his life that he always wanted to experience. So kind of like a bucket list trip, if you will. And, you know, his daughter was helping facilitate this and he was originally from South Africa and basically was coming back home to, to just experience it again, you know, before he passed. And this, there, there is not a happier person who I think I have encountered than this man just being alive, going through life, enjoying the experiences. And so we're sitting here, you know, getting a sermon from Pastor Ralph about the importance of the small moments. And then immediately next to him, I can see, you know, in the flesh, this, this experience just taking place and seeing this man just loving every moment that he has left on this earth taking it all in just loving the experience of traveling with his daughter loving the experience of doing these things you know getting to to participate in these activities going on safari getting to experience all this stuff you know and and this part of the trip was particularly impactful because this was you know his home this is where he's from and there was one moment in particular that just really got me so we're at lunch of course because ralph wouldn't let us skip lunch after the first day and the old man and his daughter are there and they're just they're hanging out eating you know my wife and i are there there's a a few other people not everybody came to lunch every day so it was typically a smaller group than dinner and all of a sudden we hear like singing and clapping or whatever coming from the kitchen area and the whole staff comes out you know like every every place has their like birthday thing right but there was this whole orchestrated choreographed dance and song and they brought out a you know a a cake that they had made in the kitchen uh, a birthday cake to celebrate this guy's birthday and they bring it out and they're singing they're dancing or whatever they're going through this thing 
And, you know, our guy, Pastor Ralph, is at the front of the line, leading the charge, like getting the energy going. And this elderly man had the biggest smile on his face. You could tell that he was just genuinely in love with that moment. And it was just the most perfect thing for him that could have possibly happened. And he was so appreciative and just so, you know, present and just fully there and just so happy and grateful to experience that, you know, that, that seemingly small gesture. And in, you know, in summary, that part of the trip just really taught me how unimportant a lot of things are and how important, truly important other things are. Meaning what we tend to put weight behind or what we tend to think is important in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter. You know, like work deadlines, like whatever, small stressors, life stressors, you know, in the city, like traffic, all the stupid things that that we think about constantly or that that kind of occupy our, our mind. At the end of the day, none of that stuff really matters. But on the flip side, the parts of our life that that stuff occupies or the, the, the parts of our life that that stuff takes away from, those are the moments that do matter. It's the, you know, birthday cake and the singing for, for this older gentleman getting to, to travel and experience things. You know, it's the life that my, or the lunch rather, that my wife and I didn't skip. You know, it's the, the small conversations with this guy, Ralph, at the game reserve who just was so wise and so kind and so wonderful. Just every conversation that we had with him was so enjoyable and so memorable. And, you know, it's just a conversation. It's just another thing like any other moment in our life. But what I want you to do this week is to, to just think deeply about the small moments in life that you may not be paying enough attention to or the things where maybe you need to be a little bit more present. I saw a, a video that actually had a, a pretty severe impact on me. Uh, it was, it might've been a TikTok or a reel or whatever. So basically it was a video about uh, his daughter getting a birthday cake, kind of similar situation to this elderly man. And she's like so happy and smiling that this cake's coming out. And she looks over to her dad to share that moment with him. And he's reading an email on his phone. And the dad was the one who posted the video. And he was like, I watched this and realized how many moments I was missing, how many critically important moments I was missing by being absorbed in my work at times where it really didn't matter. And I am guilty of the same thing or have been guilty of the same thing in many ways where it's like, I really don't need to check that email right now. I really don't need to respond to this right now. I really don't need to do that thing or that deadline is manufactured entirely by me. And what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to spend more time doing is putting the phone away, being present in the moment, trying to you know, be fully there with the people I care about so that I can build those small memories or those small moments that become cherished memories. You know, now that we have a puppy and, you know, eventually we'll have kids and I want to be fully there for all of those small moments in their lives so that, <clears throat> you know, I don't miss the things that truly matter. And so what I, would encourage, I would encourage you this week to do the same is to pay a little more attention to the important things. Try to be a little more present. Try to be there for the things that truly matter, 
because life is short and it's over in a flash and watching, you know, that 84 year old man just so happy to be where he was reminded me of the type of life that I want to lead. And, you know, that combined with those conversations with Ralph and the stories and just, you know, the, the encouragement to be present and to be there and to enjoy all of the moments of our trip while we could, uh, it was just a really nice reminder to kind of recalibrate what's important. So if you take anything away this week, I hope that you try to appreciate the small moments that you try to be present, that you try to, you know, pay a little more attention to those small things that you may miss, you know, sometimes, and that's okay. But realize that some of our greatest memories truly are composed of those small, seemingly insignificant moments. So until next week, I'm always around if you want to ask questions, if you want to talk more about this subject, if you have your own stories that are similar to this, hit me up at justin at trainedright.com, or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at trainedright. Until next time, have a wonderful weekend. <laughs>